Okay, so I am recording. All right. I am so excited today. We have another special guest on Beauty and Stuff while Erica is raising children at home. She has a new baby, and so she's obviously very preoccupied at the moment. I'm Sylvia. This is Beauty and Stuff, and I'm so excited today to welcome Nicole Abbott, the creator of Hey Babe Cosmetics. Um, she's going to be my special guest today, and we're going to talk about her journey into cosmetics. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. I'm so excited Thank to you. have you. In I always um, talk about the moment that I hit record on a podcast, because usually... We're always talking beforehand, and then we have to pretend that the show is starting and we haven't spoken to each other at all. I think it's very important to note that Nicole just changed my life with a jacket she recommended to me (laughs) and our bond over Disney. So we're already um, spirit animals, and I love Nicole already. And we're going to talk about makeup, so this conversation can only go in great direction. So thank you for coming today. Thank you. Pleasure. (laughs) Awesome. So... Um, I am just wondering if you can kind of walk me through you and your background a little bit and how you got to start Hey Babe Cosmetics. Sure. Okay, so I am a makeup artist since I'm 17, so it's just a few years ago. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. And um, let's see. Hey Babe started uh, just over two and a half years ago. I started planning Hey Babe. Um, we launched four months ago, so we're in the real early stages very exciting stages, a lot of growth. Yeah. And um, Hey Babe was born um, specifically because, so I used to wear this pink shade of lipstick by Shiseido called PK415. Okay. And it was my go-to for about five years. And wherever I went, I always, you know, if I went into Shoppers or Rexall, I picked it up, I had it. Um, I bought a few at a time. It was discontinued. No, the worst. The worst. The worst thing in the world. And I don't know if you've ever had that happen to, like, your favorite (laughs) lipstick, but it is devastating, okay? Yeah. And um, so I started buying it by 10, 12 online. I was buying it on eBay, Amazon, wherever I could get my hands on it. And my last shipment came. I took it out of the box. And I smelled something horrible, okay? So it didn't get to my lips, but it was enough that I knew myself that lipstick has a shelf life yeah. and that there was no way that stuff was going on my lips. So it came at a time in my life also that was a hard time for me because my second husband had passed away. I'm so sorry. And I, Thank you. And I needed a direction for myself. I needed to, you know, what's my next step? What am I going to do? And and what do I know? I know makeup. Um, Mm -hmm. Having been a makeup artist for a number of years, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to make my pink. I'm going to make my pink and nail it. And it took me five tries. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. So Hey Babe has five pinks in the line. I love them all, but eventually I got the right one. Right. Ultimately, the pink that I love is Girl Power. So oh. that's my inspiration behind it, and it's called Girl Power. It's a beautiful shade of pink. It really is. I love it. I think, first of all, I'm really glad to hear you didn't become a hoarder of lipstick that was potentially going to poison you. So that's a really good uh, lesson to everybody yeah. that when things get discontinued, <laughs> you sound judgment in how far you're going to take things because obviously uh, you don't want to put yourself in jeopardy but that's a really cool origin story because 
um, you solved a problem that you had. And I mean, I think sometimes it's really interesting that people can sometimes look at cosmetics or the things that you do for yourself in the sake of vanity as being fluffy. But there is ample proof that in times of great distress and even in recessions and things like that, typically cosmetics stay... Um, recession proof because people look to the things that bring them instant joy that don't cost a lot of money and so if you're able to invest in something little that makes you feel good why wouldn't you and in your case you're going through a tough time you had the skill set and then you took matters into your own hands I love it interesting so So that's that's my inspiration behind hey babe absolutely very cool and so um can we talk about the names of your products a little bit more? Because you're calling it Girl Power, which I absolutely love. And as a, ki- a kid, I am no longer a kid. But as someone who grew up in the height of Spice Girls um, fame, I think Girl Power is something that I'm so thankful that we kind of went through because I feel like it was the early movement into really embracing that and, and thinking like being a girl is cool and having a voice and all those kinds of things, which is which is amazing. Sure. But all of your products have really fun names. Um, and mm-hmm. I wanted to know, I've always dreamt of being a person to like name something. And so I love that you get to name a whole line. So how do you go and pick the names of your products? It's funny because I always admired um, this um, nail polish brand called OPI. Yes. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, I'd sit down and say, okay, well, what do I want today? I want this red or pink, whatever, turn over. I'm not your waitress. Like, how do they come up with this name? <laughs> you know, they have the most incredible names. So that was a huge inspiration for me. Um, hey, babe. Well, we'll just go back to the name of Hey, babe, actually. Okay. Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, babe. Yeah. Hey, babe um, started with my best girlfriend, Lisa and I. So we talk this way. You know, she'll say to me, babe, what's going on? Hey, babe, call me. Um, <laughs> Cute. So, so that's how, you know, when I started with uh, the development of the cosmetics line, I said, what am I going to call it? Like, I just, I was kind of stumped by it. And I called her up and I said, babe, you know, what are you thinking? Like, I need something that feels good, that is cool. And she's like, you know, this is how we're talking. We're like, I don't know, babe. Like, <laughs> hey, babe. You know, and like, it was nuts. So it hits you it like lightning. Nuts. It really did. And it feels good. And so, like, I have a couple of um, glosses. I have a Risa babe after Risa. Oh, cute. And I have a Maddie babe after my daughter, Madison. Uh, and I like that. I like that. It, it feels good. Totally. Um, you know, and, and some of the other names just kind of come to me um, just for fun. I'm just having fun. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling it. I'm, listen, this is also a, this is a huge endeavor where, you know, all the serious stuff has kind of been pushed aside mm-hmm. and I am digging deep into what really makes me tick. And I sit down and I have just a load of fun with it and come up with some of these names that make me feel good. Like, you know, I'm... it's all about just smiling and feeling good and, you know, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing a lollipop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's so funny because I, I'm i also a female entrepreneur and I feel like um, sometimes it feels like such a serious business. I mean, it is. It's your livelihood and you're really putting a lot out there and you're risking a lot and you're being vulnerable and it can feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And in your case, you have a family to be thinking about. And, you know, obviously we're all trying to put a roof over our head and food on the table and all those things. But the stakes are really high when you're working for yourself. And the loss is really high when you're working for yourself. And I find sometimes I feel guilty when I'm having 
too much fun at work. And then you just saying that I've worked really hard over the last couple of months to try and let that lightness that I love to be able to project be something that I can enjoy in my own life. Like, why can't I have fun music playing in the background? I can. I work for myself. No one's right. stopping me from doing that. And so I love to hear that you're just going like, all bets are off. Obviously, you take your business seriously, but you get to have fun when you're doing it. And that just really like strikes such a big chord with me. You know what? I think after so many years of dealing with what I have had uh, in my family, mm-hmm. illnesses, um, I finally said, okay, now's the time. It's time for me. And I am just going to, like you say, throw off the gloves yep. and, and have a great time with it. You know, I look at my line and I'm like, okay, I did this and, um, you know, let's just throw some makeup on and make a video today. (laughs) Who cares? No one's watching. Like I'll just throw it on, you know? So I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. It's not, you know, for years I used to like pull my kit together and go and do a a face for a wedding, a bride, a bridal party. That was something I did a lot. And, um, but now this is just, this is my own stuff. And I'm, I'm loving it. I'm just loving my I can I can totally tell. So you sent me um, a package of goodies over the holidays. So mm-hmm. thank you. I, it's, I love it. And I will say this. It's really, really funny. So my mom was here when the package arrived visiting over Christmas. And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God. I was looking for this exact shade of eyeliner. And so anyway, it's just been a really funny thing because my mom and I never talked about makeup when I was younger. And now it's a connection that her and I have, which is really unexpected mm-hmm. for me and I was like well, you're not taking it because I'm it's mine and now that I didn't know I needed this until right this moment but you can't have it so I've been having a lot of fun trying out these things and the Maddie babe is one of the things you sent me and it's really funny because I had a lip gloss like this ages ago it might have even been a MAC lip gloss and I loved it and then the name is escaping me right now completely because I feel like I can remember OPI nail polish names like I will forever and ever and ever, but other makeup brands don't stick out to me as much. But Maddie Babe, um, I love because I actually have a special Maddie in my life too, which is really funny. But also I love this lip gloss. So I put it on and at first I was like, am I too old for this? Because I'm almost 35 and I felt like um, it reminded me of something I wore when I was younger. So in my own head, I was like, am I too old to be wearing a shade like this only because I had memories of young Sylvia wearing this Mm -hmm. and I put it on and you know how you um the the way I know that I love something is like I'm searching for it constantly so it was like in my purse I'm like oh did I forget that in there and did I have it on and as soon as I noticed it was coming off I was like going to grab for it again and that's how I knew I loved it because I obviously felt good enough wearing it to keep wanting it to be on all day so I found in particular I love 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 this it stays on really nicely the one thing I really like about it as well too is the consistency of it it's not super tacky so I didn't feel like I have long hair I didn't want my hair getting stuck it's the worst feeling when you're worrying about what's on your lips so that your hair is not stuck in your face all the time so honestly I cannot say enough good things about this it has a nice smell but it's not overpowering the color is great it lasts and I felt really really wonderful wearing it so Maddie Babe is a big winner in my books for sure well you took the words out of my mouth because when I first started with Hey Babe I only had lipsticks okay I like a creamy lipstick yeah okay so I had nine lipsticks in the line. Now we have fifteen. Oh, okay. cool! Yeah, so that's that's my my little lipstick corner. 
And then I said, okay, what about a lip stain? Not everyone's like me. Not everyone likes to have a creamy lipstick. Right. They like a matte lip. I don't like matte lips. I don't like doing them on clients. I'm just not a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. Um, and you can create a matte lip. You can take a, a pencil and fill in your lips and you get like a, a stunning matte lip. I just don't love the look. Right. Personally. Um, and then what, so I didn't originally have lip glosses in the line, but I realized quite soon that you need that little bit of sheen Mm -hmm. and exactly what you said what what kept me away from it was yeah every time I wear gloss my hair gets kind of stuck yeah so I didn't like that feeling and I like I laughed I was sitting here laughing when you were talking because so anyways that was that and so I have three I have three uh, lip glosses in the line and, and that's enough for me right now awesome well I think and again like it's sheer it adds a little bit of punch it's not too overpowering yep. it doesn't stick so it's wonderful the other thing in your line I have so many other questions for you but as we're talking about actual products um, the other one that you sent me was the purity liquid shimmer yep. and gorgeous I meant to tell you this right off the top the whole premise of this show is that I know nothing. So Erica, who has just had a baby, is a makeup artist and a trained professional makeup artist, and I like to look pretty, but I don't know what I'm doing. And so if you were to say, Sylvia, here's the three things that you need to wear for the next 10 years, I'd be like, okay, and I would do that. And so mm-hmm. I take, I'm a, a real rule follower and also an instruction taker, and so um, part of this podcast is my journey in just exploring things that I have no idea about. So um, in this case, you're coming in as the makeup expert and so when I got this liquid shimmer at first I was like oh my god what do I do with this and then I used common sense and I put it on my face and I also loved that I thought it was really I went a little overboard um in my first application with it so I toned it down the next time but it's so subtle and so pretty and it stays in place all day and I I liked I have um a a powder shimmer that I typically use um and so Again, logic prevails. Like, oh, I would use that in substitute of that. It stays on, I found, a lot nicer, but still gave me that same look. So I really, really loved Purity, and it matched my skin tone really nicely as well, too. And it's, again, easy to put on. Um, Packaging is super cute. Love the name, and the color is really great. Thank you. And I'll just tell you one more thing about it. Um, So one thing I love about Purity and the liquid shimmers is, like, you could just put that on your eye as one color. Oh. And get away with it. So I do that a lot. If I just want like a hint of shimmer on my eye, and I do love shimmer, yeah, I'll take that. I'll use my finger. I'll, I'll you know, kind of apply it all over, and some thin black eyeliner on top. Yeah, I got my mascara on or whatever I'm doing with my eye, my eyelashes, and away I go. So that is a really pretty simple look, and you can also highlight your cheeks with it, no doubt. Did um, I do it the wrong way? Is it meant for your eyes? No. It's meant for your eyes. Oh, but if see, you put I did. It on your cheek, it's fine. There's no rules here. I love right? it. No, no, no. There's no rules, so it's all good. And you, the bottom line is, you had fun with it. You love the way you look. Yeah. Yours, perfect. Right? Well, going. I love it. So this is why I can't be left to my own devices. But I'm glad I, at least I got innovative with it. But I'm totally gonna try it on my eyes. I actually have not um, put makeup on yet today because I am going. Uh, I'm not facing the public for a little while yet this morning, but I'm totally going to try my eyes today and see how that works out for me. But it works as a fantastic cheek highlighter if um, you want a multi-use product, which I'm also a big fan of. Like when you can find something that actually works, if there's like a lip stain that also works on your cheeks, like I love stuff like that too that has more than one purpose because it stretches Mm -hmm. your budget a little further as well. 
Right, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, okay, and one thing that I absolutely love that I'm seeing on here, but I want you to talk to me a bit more about it, is that at the bottom of all of your products, along with your super cute names, is that everything is made in Canada. Exactly. So I, you know, that hit home for me, quite frankly, after I got my lipstick mm. um, in the mail, the Shiseido. Yeah. And, you know, clearly it was, you know, another batch um, delivered from China, no doubt. Right. And um, I just said, you know what, who doesn't love a Canadian made product? Mm-hmm. That is the way to go. And so when I found my manufacturer to work with, it was so key for me that it was homemade. Yeah. Okay. Home, I mean, I'm saying Canada, um, Toronto specifically. And um, I love it. I just think it, you know, people love buying Canadian made stuff. It's, you know, it's like buying maple syrup and it says, you know, and it doesn't say Canada on it. It's like, mm, where did it come that. from? Totally. Exactly. You know? So yeah, that's it. It's important to me. When it when it says made in Canada, so so sorry, just so that I'm clear, it is made in Toronto or is it somewhere that it you, is? Oh, amazing. No, no, and, no, it's Toronto made. So you can go in and actually get to know your manufacturer, and you have a real relationship with these people that you can actually oversee things I I know them I'm actually going there this afternoon oh very cool um I really love that and in terms of um that process like you must have had to really look for a while to find someone that you not only trusted but kind of vibed with properly like when you're in early days that that must have been a daunting task in and of itself it was it was and I went to a few manufacturers and I found the one that really worked for me that made sense um, also economical. Right. Uh, that's played a huge part for me. Yeah. And I love the way I could really jump in and be hands-on. So, you know, that was um, important as well. So, yeah. Very cool. It's your baby. You want yeah. to be able to um, yeah. to be able to see that process through. I love that. So in terms of the company, so you obviously have talked a little bit about um, some loss that you've suffered and how your family has um, kind of gone through that and, and how this was really, you know, such a culmination of, of all of that. Um, but a portion of the Hey Babe products actually go to a fellowship fund. So do you want to talk a little bit about the Princess Margaret Foundation and St. Mike's Hospital and sort of how you've connected your brand with that? For sure. Okay, so I am married twice and I'm widowed twice. Wow. First married um, and widowed at 28 and oh then goodness. at um, 45. Wow. Um, so Charles was my first husband, and he had Burkitt's lymphoma, which is a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. Um, Charles's diagnosis to death was six months, and Adam was eight months old when he passed away. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm so and, sorry. Uh, thank you. Um, so, you know, I was very young then. Um, I met my second husband, Alan, within a few years, and um, when I met Alan, you know, he knew about my challenges having lost a husband. Mm-hmm. And I knew about his, which was having kidney disease. Okay. Um, he had his mom's transplanted kidney. Wow. And, yeah, so that was quite incredible. And at that time, he had had it for four years. Okay. Um, in all, he had his transplanted kidney for 21 years. Mm. And so we, you know, we, we grew together knowing that... Um, he had this disease, this underlying disease 
um, that we dealt with every day. Certainly there were many, many great days and years that were fantastic and great health for him. Mm-hmm. In the last nine years of his life, his kidney started to fail and more so the last four years of his life. Wow. Okay. So, you know, I was very active in his health. Yeah. Um, and, you know, quite often if the doctor said, okay, Alan, what dose of, you know, this medication are you taking? I would, I had it all on my phone. Right. So I, you know, I was very much uh, present, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we just go back for a moment, after Charles passed away, my family and I created the Charles Crowitz Burkitt's Lymphoma Fund at Princess Margaret Hospital. Okay. And every year we had a golf tournament. And we raised over 10 years, $1 million for oh Princess Margaret. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Holy Thank smokes. Thank you. Yeah. So every summer we had a golf tournament, and it was we were always sold out, um, and it was a lot of fun. We did that for 10 years. So, you know, we kind of tucked that away with Princess Margaret, and we said, okay, once we reach the million mark, we say, okay, we really, we, we gave it our all, and, and it, it was it was a fantastic golf tournament. People loved coming. Uh, we had great giveaways, et cetera. Amazing. Okay. Um, after Alan passed away, um, and I then created Hey Babe Cosmetics, I created the Alan David Abbott Star Wars Fellowship Fund at St. Michael's Hospital. Okay. So what I learned over the years is that the research is at the hospital level, mm. okay? I have a relationship with Dr. Minden at Princess Margaret Hospital. Okay. I have a relationship with Dr. Ewan at St. Michael's Hospital. So I worked with both of them to create these fellowship funds, and that's where the research is. Wow. So it's very important to me to give back to both research funds um, in their names. I feel that I am making a difference. I'm showing my kids how important it is Mm -hmm. to give back and so that others you know hopefully we can nail down these horrible diseases and make a difference and have the funds there for research you know because that's ultimately what it is so there's a lot of messages that you know I try and give back with hey babe and I'm always trying to instill in my kids that this is really important stuff. You have to, you know, using the term again, make a difference yeah. in the community and right in our hometown. That's also incredible. You know. And I think it's really interesting. You see so many people who are faced with adversity and it just consumes them and, and understandably so. I think it's what you've gone through is you know, would knock anybody down quite easily. And and you've gone through that more than once in your life. The fact that you've come out of it and you're so paused, like I've never met you in person and I'm just like, I have goosebumps at just listening to you. You're obviously so positive and you have such a great attitude and you're, and you're showing your kids not only how important it is to give back, you're also showing your kids how important it is to believe in yourself and to persevere and to chase your dreams and that, you know, life's always going to throw things at you, but it's what you do with that. And so that is admirable. Not only the charitable, charitable, charitable. Oh my gosh, I'm all tripping over my words, but the charitable piece is important, but what you're showing your kids and the kind of people that you want to raise, I think is also really, really remarkable. So I, I loved you from, um, Amazon jackets and now I'm really, uh, I'm really feeling the love big time, but I think that's, it's such a cool thing. So there's a portion of those proceeds. They feed those fellowships that goes back into research in Toronto 
that is going to, you know, help hopefully, um, you know, make massive breakthroughs. And I have friends who work in medicine and um, a good friend of mine works in palliative care and fellowships and those kinds of things are the things that keep them fueled and they're able to spread messaging. And and it's so, so important. And when you see people um, get better or at least their, you know, health is extended and they have a better quality of life for longer, that's a pretty remarkable thing. And you're certainly doing your part to help that. So that's super cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Um, So one of the things I just kind of touched on too is about um, persevering through hard times. And part of Hey Babe is that the message you're trying to convey is that, you know, women should try and do that. Um, do you have any advice for anybody who's going through a tough time um, and how to kind of get through that? Sure. Um, so, you know, for me, I guess because I've been dealing with grief and loss for 20 years, um, I kind of know the drill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know what it's like to love hard, play hard, and work hard. I've had to do that quite consistently for 20 years Mm -hmm. and I'm in my, I'm in my forties. And, um, so I guess at the age of 28, what I learned rather quickly was, okay, you know what? My son is eight months old. I've got my whole life ahead of me Mm -hmm. and I've got to raise this little boy. I've lost my dreams of having a full family with Charles and I want a family. Yeah. You know, I, I want to I want to try and obtain these dreams that I, you know, as a young girl, I used to think of. So I'm a firm believer in digging deep. And mm-hmm. I come from that. My grandmother, my mother, we're, my sisters, we're strong women. Yeah. Um, so it was important to me to just really dig deep and say, okay, Nicole, there's no use in sitting in the corner and crying. Anyone, you know, we can all do that. Yeah. Pick yourself up and get going. And so I've had to do that twice. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, after Alan passed away, I, um, I, I saw it even more so because my, you know, Adam is 20 and Maddie's 13. Right. And a half. So, you know, I see the back, the back nine, so to speak of my life. And I see my children's future here mm-hmm. and I want to build it and I want us to have full lives. So, you know, they, it's great for them to see how hard I am working mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the grief stuff you deal with, yeah. um, you know, whether you have a therapist or you talk to your friends, whatever channel you use to help you through those dark times. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly I was, you know, I, I wasn't unfamiliar I was very much familiar with loss right. and how to, you know, overcome it and to take the bull by the horns, yep. so to speak. So that's just how I'm made. This is, you know, this, this is me and I don't stop and I will not, you know, I don't like to let things pass me by. Yep. I, th- I love it. Grab the opportunity. Totally. And I think being open to that, even, um, when things are tough is really, really, it can be really hard. You may not necessarily see an opportunity in front of you if your mind is, you know, full of other things. But I think um, no matter whether it's loss or it's challenges in, you know, work life or relationships or whatever the case may be, it's really easy to have um, moments kind of hit you where you snap out of it and go, oh no, like the time is now and I need to do this. It's really interesting. Actually, I had someone that I had lost touch with for quite a long time, a girlfriend of mine from high school reached out to me recently and said, 
hey, was just packing. I'm making a big move. And I just found this funny picture of us from high school. And she sent it to me. This just happened the other day. And I said, oh, my gosh. Like, it just made me so happy to hear from her. And she was so honest with me and said, you know what? Because I asked, like, how are you? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. These questions that, you know, when you are reconnecting with a person. And she said to me, you know what? I, uh, I was in a really rough patch. And I was thinking everything was okay. And I was pretending that it was. And I, my eyes opened up to say they weren't okay. And now it's my time to take myself back. And she's just made a big move. And I was like, oh, my God, good for you. We don't always necessarily have the clarity in the moment. But I was so proud to hear of someone that I remembered so fondly. Um, sad to hear that, obviously, things hadn't been easy. Um, but so proud to hear that she is doing something about it. And so I think that's just such a powerful message because it's never too late to do something about it. It's never too late to shift your career. It's never too late to chase the things that you want. Um, I often get stuck with that. It's like, I, especially with social media, it's so easy to go, oh my gosh, there's 17 year olds now who I feel like know more about things than I did when I was at that age because I didn't have the internet helping me learn things. For sure. But we have so much to offer still and you have to just forge your path. You gotta go for it. Totally. Totally. Oh, I love you're so so um you're so inspirational and I love all of this messaging. I you're you're four months in. This is a new baby that you've got. Obviously, you talked about it being a couple of years in the making, of course. Mm -hmm. But where do you hope to see the company grow to in a few years? Okay, so I hope to land on the shelves of Sephora. Nice. And Alta. That's where I wanna be. And that's what's driving me uh, in that department. Awesome. So, yeah, that, that is a plan for me. Or, you know, even if it's Rexall yeah. and Walgreens and the States, yeah. um, I, I plan to be there. Awesome. I think you're going to be there. I love your products. One thing we didn't touch on was that you're also cruelty-free. Um, which yep. is really, really wonderful. And I know that um, Erica is a big believer and she actually went through, uh, if you listen back a few episodes, there's a mascara episode of this podcast. And Erica went through a very long journey of uh, finding the perfect mascara. I won't spoil the, the ending from you, but I think with the quality of the product that you have, um, you know, I always get nervous trying something new on my face when I tried your eyeshadow on my face. I was nervous that it was going to make me break out. Good right. news is it didn't. Um, so that's <laughs> that's a helpful yeah. side product of the highlighter. But I, I think putting it out there, working really hard, having the dream and the vision, I have no doubt that I will be picking up uh, things off the shelves of Sephora or Rexall or Shoppers or something Aww. like that, I think is amazing. But in the meantime, if people want to get their hands on your amazing product, where can they get it from? So it's available online. Okay. Uh, HeyBabeCosmetics.ca. Okay. And it's, so it's shipped out of Toronto. Perfect. And you get it within a couple of days. Amazing. Um, I have absolutely loved talking to you. Thank you so much yeah. for sending me some stuff beforehand so that I can um, that I could play around with it and get to know what you've been making. Um, you are a real delight and I'm glad that we had this opportunity to connect and I have no doubt that we will be staying in touch. Thank you so much, Sylvia, for having me. This has been so much fun. Oh, I'm so glad. And uh, we need to do coffee. <laughs> yeah, I think we do too. I don't think yeah. we're going to, this is not the end of us here. I'm very excited. No, you're, no. you're my, this, this is, is my, a new friendship. I yeah. think no, so this too. This is a new friendship we just made. I yeah. think so too. You're my first like blind date on the podcast. So I think this oh is tracking God. really well. So this is really exciting. And so this is my first podcast. Oh, well, there we go. This is, there's a first time for everything as they say. So I'm glad we were able to invite 
embark on this together, but really and truly, this has been such a pleasure. We will absolutely do coffee, um, and maybe we'll even show up in matching jackets. See, and you are a hey babe. I I am a hey babe. I love it. I love it. I've already converted you. I love it. Totally. Well, thank you so, so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and have fun playing at the factory. Absolutely. Awesome. Chat soon, Nicole. You're welcome. Okay.